0: Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Cobo. I'm Danielle Cobo and today's guest is such a powerful woman. She is an advocate when it comes to speaking up. This is Layla Sabat and she is breaking barriers and making a difference in professional careers by putting visibility on what is possible for young women in a traditionally male-led space. Layla is a senior programmer a program manager in operations and logistics for Amazon, who is advancing in management and holding the door open for young women coming after her. Layla's experience working as a young woman in a male-dominated industry is what inspired her to form her initiative, Lift and Be Lifted, Lift and Uplifted. To provide young women the skills of self-promotion and self-advocacy. To address the confidence gap and why women are struggling with visibility, she highlights research-based strategies addressing workplace bias to supercharge leadership potential and ultimately increase women's influence in the professional world. This girl is a powerhouse and I am so excited to have her
1: on today. Thank you so much for joining us, Layla. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we finally got to record. I know we've been in touch for the past couple months. You are just amazing. So it's an honor to be here.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I've heard you on a couple other podcasts and you have such a powerful message and I'm excited that you get to be here and share your message with our audience as well. So tell us, I mean, you have had such a fast track and your
1: career and where you're at today. Tell us a little bit about your career journey. Sure. Gosh, well, leadership has been an overarching theme in my life since I can remember. When I was a student at Florida State University, I had led on multiple executive boards. Um, I was chapter president of my sorority, Alpha Delta Pi. And then upon graduation in 2018, uh, these experiences led me to being hired as an entry-level manager um, for Amazon Fulfillment. So this is where I worked in a warehouse that was as big as 28 football fields. Insane. And no, and most of my peers were men and my bosses were men and my bosses' bosses were men. And I had to work extra hard to really earn that respect um, and not just ensure that uh, my voice was heard, but then it, it was valued. Um, so just a couple years into my career, I was promoted to be the learning manager for our site. Um, and this was during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So I was tasked with the responsibility of onboarding more than 6,000 warehouse associates and managers during the largest hiring history of corporate America. So that was quite the responsibility. And as a result of my leadership through this, I was promoted um, this past March as an operations manager. And then just a couple months ago, I got offered a corporate role with the company um, where I'm now a senior program manager in fleet operations. So fleet is, are the vans, those little prime cars that you're seeing kind of driving around. Um, so I own that fleet uh, for all the delivery stations in central Florida. Wow. I know Amazon's at my house pretty much
0: every single day to my, to the point where my kids think they're getting a present every day. <laughs> Amazon has made life easy, especially during the pandemic, just to have things arrive at your door so quickly. Um, so tell us a little bit about some times in your career, you know, you talk about working in a male-dominated industry, and, and I can relate to that. When I was in sales, um, I was in the dental industry, and there was 100 sales reps, and I was among one of seven females. And not only being a female in a male-dominated industry, I was in capital equipment, so you really had to prove yourself. So tell us a little bit about what it's like, and how did you, you know, speak up and, and really made your mark as to the value that you bring in that world?
1: Yeah. So it's so, I love that you shared that about yourself because it's something that more women need to talk about. We all go through some sort of barrier since from day one until retirement. And I think that's something that's really important to note. Um, within my first year of my career, there were a handful of times where I should have spoke up, but there were, uh, there's just one situation in particular that was truly the tipping point for me. And that's the one that I'll share with you. Um, when I was still a newer manager in the operation, I wasn't just, you know, the only female in the room, but I was also the youngest person. And I would go into these sync meetings three times a shift to present in a room full of men, all older than me. So you can imagine it was quite the intimidating space for someone who didn't really realize her value as a leader in that space. You know, I was used to leading a sorority of like 300 women. And so I was constantly working with encouraging and uplifting women. And then I entered this space that was like a culture shock. So In this meeting, I was asked um, by the senior manager leading that meeting to report my calculations. And as I began speaking, he raised his index finger in the air and he interrupted me to say, no, 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 that's not right. And when I began to explain how I arrived at my numbers, he interrupted me again to state loudly to everyone, oh, she can do math. And not one of my colleagues stood up for me. And I remember in that moment, I knew I had two options, one to stand up for myself or two to keep talking and just get through it. So of course, at the time I chose the latter, and I kept talking and it wasn't until I was driving home that morning. I worked night shift at the time and I realized that I had already failed each of the women who were going to walk through those same doors. And because I didn't stand up for myself by extension, I didn't stand up for any of those women coming after me. And so that was a really pivotal time in my career where I just decided, oh my goodness, I need to do something to change this for, for women coming after me. But that was that one time in my career, that was like the, probably the biggest point where I kind of realized that change had to, um, had to happen. And that takes a lot of courage. I know that sometimes
0: and I've also experienced this as well. Previously, I would just say, oh, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just brush it off. I'll just brush it off. And really, it, you're right. If we want to forge the way for women and really model uh, when it comes to speaking up, it starts with us and starts with us speaking up and, and making a mark and saying how, um, you know, that th- things like that
1: aren't really appropriate. Hmm. Absolutely. And I think what's really interesting about this story is that everything really ended up coming full circle, because that same man who interrupted me during that meeting is the same man who interviewed me um, and sought me out for this corporate position that I'm in now. And it's a good lesson for women and men to never burn bridges with anyone at work, even when you feel burned by them. And, you know, he ended up being my advocate for my first promotion um, in the fulfillment center. He's one of my favorite leaders to currently work with. And it was truly the start of a career revolution for me. And and all in all, he did me a favor in that situation. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Myers-Briggs personality tests. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We love those. And my personality type was the same for years. I was like the console, like that was my personality type. And then just after this shift in my career, my personality type changed completely and to the protagonist and I was even the fastest manager promoted from level four to level five at the time and at the end of the day I was completely underestimated my my value was underestimated and I saw that as a negative thing for so long but after that meeting um, that I experienced with that man I realized that I could actually use this underestimation as my edge to forge forward.
0: You know, we talk a little bit about
1: building that career and accelerating your
0: career, and sometimes a lot of women will just kind of be in the shadows. I think a lot of women, they don't want to come across as narcissistic, and so, you know, they won't speak to what their accomplishments are and what they're doing and what mark they're making. And it's interesting because men have no problem doing that. (laughs) They have no problem talking about their accomplishments. (laughs) And it's important for women if we want to really accelerate our career, speaking to the successes, because we've worked hard for these and we've, you know, overcome adversity and barriers and we get to celebrate them and share them with other people. So what are kind of some of the ways that you recommend that women really speak up in their career and, and speak to what they want and what they'll tolerate and what they won't
1: tolerate? Yes, yes, yes. Like I, I agree with everything that you just said. So important. The most important part of empowerment and women is visibility. It's something that I love to say and that I really stand by is that it's hard to be her if you can't see her. And I know that many young women with big goals are being discouraged by workplace cultures that aren't inclusive. As women, we have to get comfortable with self promotion. And most importantly, being our biggest advocate, no one can advocate for you better than you can advocate for you. The root of being Becoming comfortable with this is the simple understanding that the qualities that make us great mothers, great sisters, great caregivers, great friends are also all qualities that are valuable assets in boardrooms, organizations, and teams. And it all goes back to valuing ourselves for who and what we already are. We have to lean into our successes, take charge of our careers, and, you know, don't underestimate um, or undermine your accomplishments out of fear that others will be kind of turned off or threatened by your success. That's kind of what you were saying. And I think that women learn this lesson too late in the game, or sometimes they never learn it at all. I think that no matter where we are, no matter how unfamiliar the space or the role is, what women offer is is so valuable and should be sought out, not merely given by default or because it's the next step for a company to meet a diversity quota. I think that when we believe in our value as women, we help others believe it too. And this will not only encourage women to advocate for themselves, but this this is also how we'll kind of put more visibility on what's possible for women to achieve.
0: Oh my gosh. So well said, so well <laughs> spoken. Hey, it's Danielle Cobo and I'm jumping in real quick to say thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It's a new year and with any new year, it's the perfect time to set goals. So whether you're looking to find a new job, get promoted or increase your sales performance, it's easy to feel stuck when you don't have the clarity on where you want to take your career or how to get there. You're 60% more likely to achieve your goals when you have an accountability partner. How would you feel if you had somebody guiding you with the steps to take and what to avoid? That's where I come in. I offer a free career discovery call, and it's a session to better understand your goals and guide you on what that next step would look like. I invite you to go to my website, daniellecobo.com, and schedule your session today. Thanks for tuning in, and back to today's episode. I know, you know, kind of speaking back to that women self promoting, you know, oftentimes we have these limiting beliefs and my audience has heard me talk about them before and I've experienced a lot of them. And you know, kind of that self doubt and I'll I'll speak to women and they go, "Oh, you know, I don't know. I just don't have industry experience or, you know, I haven't had a lot of success." And it's not until we kind of go through their resume and we talk about their accomplishments and I'm like, "Wait a minute." You've un- you earned President's Circle. You are a rock star. And it's interesting when you start to promote yourself and you start to promote the accomplishments you have, it's a self-reminder of like, wait a minute. I, re- I remember going through this and going, wait a minute. I'm a badass woman. <laughs> and it wasn't wow. until I like reminded Absolutely. myself of this. Yeah. When you go through that self-promotion and it's, and it's inspiring to other women to see other women and their accomplishments and to rise up and to um hold
1: each other high Absolutely. It's something that's so simple that I think people can do is next time you're sending out an email to your, your workplace, your peers, your bosses, and let's say that you just worked on this project. Well, often in the workplace, we're working with a team of people. Something that I noticed was that I started to, or I just naturally would say, we, 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 when I was stating that the task that we had to accomplish to complete a goal. And then I kind of went back, I had a mentor show me this. I went back and I read my email and I was like, he, he was like, who's we? And I'm like, well, I guess it's just me. And he was like, well, then why aren't you taking credit for that? And I'm like, what a great point. And so now every time I write an email, I go back and I check myself and I say, okay, let me take credit for my contributions. And I think that's something that's so easy and so simple that anyone can do. That's great advice.
0: Great Mm -hmm. advice. And so what advice would you, what other advice would you give to women out there to really Know when it's time to speak up and how to speak up in
1: situations like that, honestly. I think all it takes is one woman standing up for herself. And that doesn't have to be, when you say standing up for yourself, you think automatically of like this aggressive standpoint of like someone saying, but actually, no, (laughs) that's not the case. I think that um, just by speaking up, taking credit for uh, what's yours and just becoming comfortable using your voice in meetings without someone being, you know, calling on you. Um, I think that by extension, that one woman really is standing up for all the women coming after her, which is kind of what I was Alluding to earlier. And that's why it's so important that one woman just speaks that for herself. I think it's important to note that women are not equal to men, we're different, we're different than men. And the characteristics and the qualities that are associated with women make us uniquely suited for positions of leadership, management, or really any position you can think of. It's totally crucial for women to own their femininity for the strength that it is in order to challenge those existing norms. And research has pointed to the fact that even when women are ambitious, the socialization of perfection often leads us to risk aversion. And it's up to us to have confidence, to rewrite the rules of the corporate culture and what roles women are suited for. Not only do women need to take up space to impact culture, but if women want to be viewed as equal in the workplace or valuable, they must stand their ground and not give away their power. And I think that's something that a lot of women do, including myself. I've absolutely been a victim of that. Yeah. And there's, and we also get
0: to move past kind of these society norms. And it's interesting. So, uh, the podcast stream job with Danielle Koba that we're on today, um, it just got rated top 10 feminist podcasts. I know. Yes. So excited, oh, but... we love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, I was, it was an honor to receive that email. And I was telling my husband, and, and he's like, well, do you, do you identify as a feminist? And I said, well, what does a feminist mean to you? And he's like, bra birding, <laughs> like <laughs> hate, men hating. And I was like, okay, well, first off, we get to shift the mind of what a feminist is. A feminist is more just somebody that believes in equal rights, equal pay, and that women also serve a valuable role in leadership roles. And And like you said, celebrating our differences and what, you know, what men bring to the table, what women bring to the table um, when it comes to the different strengths that we have in creating this diverse culture where you have um, you, your more balanced culture when you've got different roles and different genders and different roles. Mm, absolutely. But it was pretty funny to have my husband and what his perception is versus what, you know, what my perception was.
1: I know it's so funny and I yeah I think that that's automatically when people hear feminism they automatically go to this like aggressive like meaning of what that is but I completely agree with you on I think everyone has their own like idea of what that is and for me it's, it's definitely um, just understanding and valuing the the female voice for what it is and um, not believing that we have to necessarily masculinize ourselves for it to be effective.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's the same too with men, you know, a lot of times, you know, I've got two, I've got four-year-old twins and, you know, you've got this feminine energy and it's also with men, it's not about, you know, pushing down their emotions because a lot of times, you know, men or boys are raised to say, you know, don't cry. Men don't cry. Boys don't cry, but it's good to channel your emotions. And it's good to tap into having the self-awareness of what your emotions are
1: and, and that's something that's valuable in both men and women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I started this organization, Lift and Be Uplifted. And the whole notion behind it is just, it's this belief in this investment in young women who will be entering this, the workforce in spaces like that and help build their resilience and increase their voices in these seats of influence. I think that um, the intent really is to support the notion that women can maintain their femininity and be strong and successful leaders at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whoa, mind blown. And, you know, I created this inspiring women blog, which you are spotlighted on. And I uh-huh. love that. Yeah, and it's it's really a form of digital mentorship to elevate the voices of women who speak about their motivations, their successes, but also their challenges in forging those new paths in these non-traditionally female-led careers. And you know, I just think that's so important to like put that visibility there because um, women really often—I definitely thought this—think that they have to change themselves in order to be effective or to fit in. And you speak to also
0: this sharing the successes as well as some of those challenges and failures. And there's power and vulnerability. I think that when you, when you talk about vulnerability, sometimes people go, well, it's a weakness. It's a side of weakness. And, And in reality, when you're able to be vulnerable and you're able to talk about the challenges or the failures and how you've overcome them, it's actually one of the most powerful ways to connect
1: with people and build a
0: deeper relationship with other people.
1: I completely agree with that. I think vulnerability is something that everyone can choose to to have um, to highlight, but women are exceptionally great at this. And I think that in um, this management role that I I held when I first started my career, vulnerability is what made me so relatable to my associates and my team. Because listen, like the job itself is really hard. They're doing the same processes over and over again, packing for 10, 11, 12 hours straight sometimes, depending on... we're in peak season during the holidays. And with that being said, having that level of empathy, that vulnerability, having a manager and a leader on the floor who could just say, Hey, I hear you. Like, let me pack with you. Let me just talk to you while you pack. You know, I think that I've seen that way more in feminine leadership. So I think it's just been so effective um, in in this male dominated field, but just across all industries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's linking arms. Leadership is you know, is, is not only leading from the front, it's leading from the back. It's also linking arms with your team. And, and I would always say, you know, I'm never going to ask my team to do something that I haven't done or will do in conjunction
1: with them. So yeah. I agree. I think if you don't have the trust of your team, then you really don't have anything at that point. Um, yeah. It's, it's so important. Like we're all in this together. And I think the best leaders are the ones that are willing to kind of get on their hands and knees and do the job itself as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. So what are three
0: things that you would like our audience to kind of walk away from our time today as it's
1: really resonate and kind of implement into their lives? Sure. I mean, I think the first thing to know, and it's not really something that I spoke much about earlier, but this was never a career that I saw myself going into, and it's become my dream career. It's crazy. And, you know, I studied industrial and organizational psychology in college, and I I was thinking I was going to do something in psych, and now I'm in logistics, which is completely different. But with that being said, I I want our, our audience to hear this. Stay open to opportunities because you always have to start somewhere. And the most successful people I know are the ones who clean up mess after mess rather than waiting for that shiny, perfect opportunity that you always thought in your head. And so I think that that's really important um, to take away. The second piece that I would say is to seek out mentors who are different than you. Uh, I alluded earlier to uh, that one mentor that I had, his name is Sean, and he was going through my email and he was asking, well, who's we? And he was encouraging me to take credit for my contributions. Um, He's a completely different leader than I am, but um, he's been one of the most effective mentors that I've had because he's so different than me. He opens my mind to new possibilities and ways of leading. And so that would be my second piece of advice. The third is truly to be an ally. It's to be an ally, you know, to not just um, standing up for yourself, but being an ally to the women next to you. Um, If you see her struggling, help her, uplift her. That is so important because when one woman succeeds, we really all succeed. Um, So those are the three takeaways that I would say. Oh, that's great
0: advice. And I love your advice about mentors because I I agree with you. I mean, throughout my career, I can really say that like what's led to the success of this acceleration of the career is leaning on other people within the industry outside the industry to be able to talk about what are some of the challenges what some of the things that they've you know had failures how do they overcome them and and having that person to kind
1: of bounce ideas with is so valuable Absolutely. Yes. It's hearing their perspectives. And sometimes it's even learning from their failures so that you don't make the same mistake. And that can also be really effective. I think there's power in failing and, and becoming resilient through that. But there's also power in knowledge and understanding what not to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. You have a very powerful message and you've had a very quick success within your career, but it also speaks volumes as to who you are as a leader and why you're
1: where you're at today in your career. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate you having
0: me. Well, thank you. And for those of you that are listening, if you... um. Enjoyed today's episode. I invite you to write a review and send me a screenshot, and I will go ahead and send you something special in return to support you with accelerating your career. And also, if there's any specific topics that you want to hear on the Dream Job with Danielle Cobo podcast, go ahead, direct message me. I want to hear from you because this podcast is designed to support and hold other women high so that we can all achieve the same goal with success. Thank you so much for joining and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you. Family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.